0: Welcome to the Like Arrows Podcast, the show that will connect you to the right organizations and resources to help you become whole, healthy, and healed in every way. Hey fam, I am your host, Lauren Williams. I want to wish everyone in the USA a happy Thanksgiving. This is a time to be grateful for what we have. So many times I focus on the things that I don't have and desperately wanting God to answer my prayers and the promises he has given me. I heard a preacher say this and it has stuck with me ever since. He said, instead of being desperate for the blessings and promises of God, be desperate for God himself and getting close to him. At times I forget that the simplest things in my life are the little miracles God does for me daily. I woke up this morning and that in itself is a miracle. My therapist told me one time we all go to sleep by faith. For believers, we lean on God each night to wake us up and and we lean on him to give us breath throughout the night as we sleep. The fact that you and I were able to put our pants on this morning by ourselves and brush our teeth, these are the things I'm grateful that God has given me the ability to do. I hope that encourages you this week as you celebrate Thanksgiving with friends and family and reflecting on what are the small little things that you get to do every day that you are grateful and thankful for. But I also recognize that for some people, the holidays is not such a great time because maybe it's a reminder of of that maybe you're not in touch with your family or you're not connected with them or it reminds you of a loved, loved one that you lost this year or years ago. If that's you, I want to pray and believe with you that God will be there for you. You can send me a DM on Instagram, or you can fill out a prayer request in the Q&A section in the show notes below. I just want you to know that I see you, but more importantly, God sees you. And I pray that he meets you where you are and that you have an amazing holiday this season. Today, we have part two of my conversation with Sue Moore from Forgiven Much Ministries. In this episode, we talked about contentment and singleness and how to date well. And we got into the nitty gritty and practical advice on how to date in today's culture and climate. And this was such an incredible conversation. I can't wait for you to listen to it. If you are listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, it would make my day if you leave a review as it helps people find the podcast. So we are just going to hop right in today. Here's part two of my conversation with Sue Moore. Get ready to be challenged in so many ways. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a really great segue into dating, especially uh, since I do want cool. to ask you about dating apps. Uh, because I recently heard your opinion on that, and I was like, "Wow, that's so good!" I definitely gotta have her on on the podcast to talk about that. But I want to kind of uh, shift and talk about dating um, because, I, like I said earlier, I think a lot of people, and I, I would even say a lot of Christians, they they want to date well. They want to be intentional. I think that has come up a lot over the past few years, like dating intentionally. But I think a lot of people just don't know how to do it well. And then I think there's also a lot of people who use use it, it, an excuse because they there's not a lot of scripture that talks about dating. So they use that as an excuse to just kind of swing the other way and just do whatever they want, or they just do whatever the culture says. Like, try it before you buy it, whatever. So, for you, when did you start dating after your divorce? And from that, how did you kind of navigate that? I want to ask so many questions about this, but how did you navigate that dating after your divorce and then dating in recovery? And then, how do you think? not asking how do you think dating should be done, but what is a way to date correctly? I just threw a lot of questions yeah. at you. So take it piece yeah. by piece, well, however
1: you yeah. want to. And you'll have to remind <laughs> me and take me back to what I've forgotten. Um, so, yeah. um, I do have an opinion on the, in it'll surface. Um, and if I, um, on the dating apps and all of that, um, I will say that, um, as I mentioned earlier before recovery that, um, I wanted the relationship security to soothe my fears of of being alone. I I think that has to be that elephant in the living room that's pooping all over the place has to be identified in people's lives. Are you afraid of being alone? Because that fear is, is got to be addressed. It's an anticipation of harm and, and it has to be surfaced. So let's get that one out there. Um, After recovery. um, Well, um, so I do have to identify those couple of years. It was like a year and some that I, I, I missed the mark horribly. Okay, and that's a, a a dating that I did do in that time. If you want to qualify it as that, um, didn't go well. I didn't have. Again, you look back at the years, look at the skill set, look back at, you know, all the equipping that's happened from then to now and um we do things totally different. And that's what I teach and train on and, and we'll get there. Um but I missed it horribly um in dating. I, I did learn it, it proved my weakness. Um, and I I realized that, you know my Unmet needs for healthy touch. I learned the power of my sexuality that holding hands was even and going to dinner at the place that I was, I was not capable of dating. Because my unmet needs were so great that I didn't even know how to articulate them, mind you. So I'm talking to the person right now whom has on their, in their heart and on their horizon, they want to go into a different place, but they don't know how. They know that they also have this biological longing that everybody else is going over here in Dayton and they're doing all this stuff. I want to go here, but I like that too. I, I would suggest to you, young man and young woman, to show some constraint because I, the the power of sexuality is huge. Biological, all of the, all of those things. Don't need to go into that. Got videos for you go to the website. So those unmet needs, I had to understand. I wish I would have understood more of them than, um, as I do now. And like I said, healthy touch, um, and I would have put up and have, and since then and do now put up healthy boundaries, limits, what I will and will not do. Um, because I fell hard. I was halfway through ministry leadership in a course and was invited to go out to dinner. And I did not realize that I wasn't dealing with the unmet needs. I was I was um, putting up boundaries in certain areas, but thought, okay, dinner's fine. I wasn't, if that makes sense. So there's my experience on on dating in the early days. Um, And we can talk and bring me back to what's dating looked like since then. But I want to jump to that manipulating outcomes conversation. Because it, it really, it started here when... I realized that where I was wanting to go in my life and believing God is who He says He is, and that he has good plans and he has a good future for me that I don't have to manipulate outcomes that i that i i I was- supposed to be able to trust him for that goodness that life was going to be satisfying without me losing it. Um, and so I had to start, you know, rubber hits the road. I had to start, um, putting in those, what I will and will not do. And one of the first was I am not going to manipulate outcomes. I am, I am not going to place myself in an arena that I'm not ready for or really want and i say that in that f- to your audience it, not ready for or really want um i i do have to say that my age you know at this time i'm talking about i was in my early 40s um and so i'm still very much driven by relationships and 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 wanting to be in, still you know wanting that i'm at 62 now and, and, and I'm, I still smile at God going, okay, yeah, if you want to, um, but it's, it's a different, it's, it's a different heartbeat in the, and there's a lot of good stuff that's happened in that process, but I would encourage young men and women to not do the dating app. The if, if God is who he says he is, and you've heard me say this, Lauren, This is how I had to speak to Sue. If God is who he says he is, and that word is true of what he said, then he is more than able to part, seas and hold the sun in place. He is able to put a man that is worthy of my sobriety and my healing and my wholeness in front of me, and I don't have to manipulate outcomes. And I, I developed that conviction and I believe he's honored that. Um, I think some who might be listening to this is going, oh my dear God, she's saying I'm never going to be married ever. (laughs) And I, and I know that, I mean, I, I've, I've known that from the beginning and I'm, I'm not saying that I don't know that only God knows that you don't know that. I've heard women. I've heard, you know, I don't know if I've heard men. I, I do talk to a fair, fair amount of men coming through the ministry and, and this, these conversations still work in either sex, but I hear more women saying, God has told me. Okay. Okay. In the meantime, head down and plow, you become all that he has called you to be. And that's to look like Jesus <laughs> and that's, Needs character, all that good stuff that you take him at his word, you know, you just keep your head down and plow. And every now and then you pop your head up to the right and to the left. And if you see some you'll stunning young man going in the same direction, you wave and say hi. Don't leave your lane. Uh-uh. Because if he if God is wanting you mm. to have somebody who's really, really capable of plopping him down. Now, when mm. he does plop you down or him down then you have to apply, and this is where I, if I can, let's shift to dating. Yes, if I can, please. let me just give you the vernacular of what I think dating is. Because I had a, a fifth grade conversation at my granddaughter's lunch, in my, my, my granddaughter's lunchroom, yes. which was absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, When they told me that she had a boyfriend at the other table, and I looked I said, oh, really? Talk to me about that. And, and oh, they're dating. And went, really? <laughs> You're fifth grade. And I, what does that mean? And so it was really helpful we we totally don't understand what we're talking about and 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 we are um raising kids with a really unhealthy view of dating and come to know that they really don't even know what the word courtship means which i was able to um it was a fantastic conversation um and i told them what i will tell you is that this is what i've come to find out dating is beneficial and it happens um When we are able to, I would say, group dating first, um, because you are observing as a person, as an individual, because, you know, you are working at becoming the highest and best person God's called you to be. You are looking at developing your observation skills and you are observing other characteristics and other people that you like and those that you don't and those that work well with you and those that don't. And you do that in a group setting that's not threatening. And you do eventually find individuals in that group setting that you think are cute, and then that challenges you in some levels. And But you still are, to me, knowing what I know, in 16 now years of ministry and sexual addiction and romance obsession and all that kind of stuff, is our observation skills need to be polished quite a bit. And what the purpose of dating is, is to help us define what it is who we are and who they are what characters they represent what they characters that you know just the simple things do i like you i don't care how cute you are but do i like you is your heart good you just talked to me about cats i like cats you know simple things like that or just you yeah. know but you get what i'm talking about okay we're mm-hmm. talking about adolescence at this point you, yeah. you, you okay so you still got group stuff going on and then, okay, so they're starting to mature and they're getting into high school and, and all that. And so you're starting to consider dating one-on-one. Well, you would do, you would do some not one-on-one initially, you would do the, you know, some chaperone stuff. You would do some, you would do some um, dating with others, you know, so where you're not alone with the individual Especially in today's culture, because of how sexually saturated everything, every message is, and and so this, I am talking about a, a constrained individual who's understanding their worth, moving into this. I, I'm not talking about someone who has some woundedness and and unmet needs that are trying to get. I'm talking about someone who knows who they are and what I would recommend, and them walking into a dating relationship is to set the boundaries and limits of what you will and will not do so you can protect your becoming because you have an end game here. I want the highest outcome for me that God has promised because that promise is pretty good and I don't want to throw anything in this mess that's going to mess that up. So I'm looking for characteristics in you if if they are good matches for me. And you do, you notice that over time you date you go bowling you do all these things and and you have fun and you may go to some parties and and one thing that I like to advise individuals is watch them watch the other sex observe the people whom you're interested in as they observe the opposite sex do they have a consumption gaze are they respectful. You got to be able to do this from a somewhat distance and a place of objectivity, because Mm. if you are so saturated in on how cute they are, your objectivity is out the window. Mm. You're not going to be paying attention to the fact that their heart may be in a consumption mode versus a selfless and giving mode. There's a, there's a big difference. And and you've got to be able to discern the kind of people you want close in your sphere. And these are just good skills, good people skills, um, whether they are, you know, um, romantic relationships or friendship kind of stuff. You just want to be observant. We just don't have those skills going on these days much. Um, So that's dating. Then you you do the dating thing too. You're finding the characteristics that you like well in others, that work well with you, that work in the trajectory of where you're going. And again, there's a vision faculty here that's, um, unaddressed a lot with our young people or people in general. And then you get to an age where, okay, so I've got a fair good list of the qualities that I like in people. I've met some good ones and things that didn't work out really well because, you know, we're young and whatnot and they went over there and I'm over here. Um, But I like these things, but I would really like to get more serious about this. Well, a, again, you're not manipul- manipulating outcomes. You're still observing from a distance as best as you can. And you're doing your head down on plow. That is you becoming the best version of you, you know, to be. That's never wasted. Never, ever wasted. And in that process, you find someone that's you maybe find more than one someone you find a, someone who's starting to look like they fit the characteristics that you're looking for in a mate. That's when you start having what I call the courtship conversation. You do start having the, um, you, you date, you start from the other end of it. You, you, you go out maybe with family, write them over with family. You do a lot of stuff that you're in non-threatening sexual kind of ways. You're not, you're not, enticed to go to a sexual place you want to set yourself up for success even if you're just so in love with them in your discussion everywhere because they're so cute and you want to touch them and all that you want to set yourself up for success and so you set that up whether it's family or other dating relationships so you can get to know them if they are truly what you've seen and and be open to observing truth. Um, And let's add in the sexual component now, because you've dated a little bit and you're starting to have some more serious courtship conversations. We have to talk about sexuality. We have to talk about our understanding about sexuality, God's view of sexuality, um, And the purpose of sexuality, my history of sexuality, your history of sexuality, having all of these conversations and, and having yada in the process, knowing and becoming known, no secrets, because you're wanting to have somebody who is able to have intimate conversations with you. You want somebody who is going to be able to do the fumbling discoveries underneath the sheets. You want, so you don't want to, um, you don't want to force feed this relationship because you're ready i I, I would the pacifier in courtship uh the reason why courtship has gone out of the windows because sex has been so readily available and you know why um so when you pull the passy, the, the sexuality is the passy. when you you take that off the table and me and this other person this guy or if you flip this around and this girl, whoever this is, your counterpart, if we are, I like you, I like your characteristics. Here's where I'm going. Long-term trajectory. I'd like everything God's got for me. I really want to prove him for what he says he's going to be. How about you? Oh, we're on the same page. Fantastic. You're cute too. It's a little tempting to me. So we're going to have to set up some, we're going to have to set up some boundaries here because I don't want to fail. I, I don't, I, I want God's highest blessing on our relationship. And so we're, we're going to, we're going to choose to, to not be sexual. Okay. Okay. We're in awesome. All right. So to do that, we're going to like not be alone at certain hours. We're going to, we're going to set up some pretty good boundaries with this over a period of time. Um, and may, may I just interject here? Um, some not so well-received news, people can fake it for a couple of years, just so you know. Sorry to disappoint talk, you, but they can't no, talk about it. People don't talk enough about that. Well, yeah. if I know that I'm going to get you in a couple of years mm. and I so want you because you are so cute and you have a great job and I can just see myself with the house and the ring and the coat and whatever, not I am going to, I'm sorry. I'm just embellishing a little bit, but um, getting carried away. But let me reel it back in. But it's if okay, I, I love it. <laughs> if I think you are going to be my fit, Oh, I can. Oh, yes, sir. I can. I can definitely couch that sexual stuff. And I can, I can, I can play that role that you need. How long do we need to do that for? Okay. 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 Got that. And I, I, I will do that because it's all about me and getting my need back. It's that has no role that that's a selfish consumption. What the covenant love the covenant bond is selflessness. It's selflessness. I'm, I'm, the way we got and i'm getting a little derailed from the it's all part of the, the the um courtship conversation but the but the covenant love component the marriage the this longing that we have for this one flesh union for this counterpart in god's design This longing is our soul's longing for our relationship with God. And I have received in the last uh, 24 hours, because I asked for it um, as I have a spouse's group and, and I asked them what kind of advice would they give someone who is single and um, who is having a difficult time with their singleness and every one of them was talking about investing in who they would become, you know, invest in who God would have you be um, invest in your soul longing for God and having him satisfy you. Because when you get married, it it, it, the, it is a great thing to have a God ordained relationship with your spouse in the order and construct that God has designed. We, often elevate the marriage and our spouse into some level of idolatry that they are supposed to fill all of my needs. And God's going, no, wait, 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 that was supposed to be just a metaphor in a mirror of my relationship with you. They're not supposed to replace me. And we, we do that. Um, I think I've totally jumped your train of, of the courtship thing, but but I I think I can find myself back. Um, The purpose for abstaining from sex, I call it pulling the passy is because when I don't get my way, you see me, you see my temper tantrum, that's going to be the real me If I don't learn how to address that and define character development to address that, that's going to be the me you get. After the sex is no longer the central focus part of our life, because that's what happens in everyday real world marriages, that's the real me you get. So, why not? This is the Sue Moore telling you, why not? set up these boundaries, these limits, and these healthy ways of observation and coming to Jesus and going, I, I got some character defects. I need my passy pulled so I can figure out what they are so I can give them to you so you can replace them with the expressions of your spirit and who you are. And because I so need that. And I won't know that if I've got a passy stuck in my mouth. I think I'll stop there.
0: Oh my gosh, all that was so great. So I want to touch on a couple of things that you said. I liked how you touched on how the head down and you you call it the head down and plow, just focusing on yourself, building yourself, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a young man or a young woman, and focusing on who God is calling you to be and investing in who you are. Because even when you get married, that spouse is not going to fulfill every need. I have personally been learning and I found another podcast where a lot of married women are asking this person questions and they're all Christians like um, just like talking about sex. And I was just listening to one episode and I was just hit with, oh, wow, your problems don't go away. And it seems like you have even more problems because now you're in. A covenant relationship, and you're not just dealing with your stuff, but you're dealing with the other person's stuff, and even sexually. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, why am I wasting like you said all this time elevating this relationship when I could really have that filled in God?" That's just like that's a huge thing. It's a big thing, but it was the first thing that I feel like stood out to me. Is there anything you want to speak about that too before I move yeah, on? Yeah, I
1: think yeah. There is um, a recent uh, podcast I listened to. Judy, Sl- Julie Slattery made this comment. She's, and I was talking about um, sex, romance, attachment, and all this stuff. She says, if it's based on romance and attraction, what happens when only 10% of these marriages are now aligned sexually with desire? That that they have only 10% of marriages are aligned And in their sexual desire. So 90% are misaligned. And if you have placed all of your happiness, your contentment, or based on sex, which it's really... If people were to really understand, it's not, the sex is not what they're after. Yeah, the orgasm is great and it's the highest reward known to mankind and all that. But it's, it's the fleeting thing. What you're looking for is the yada. You're looking for the intimacy, the knowing and becoming known and the safety. That's the huge part. The safety in the yada. Because if you married someone and you're after, you're thinking in like, let's just go with me. You think the sex is what's going to keep you safe in that relationship because you're having sex. You're having a lot of it. You're even investigating what you can do, newer, better, bigger, more, all of that stuff. And my fallacy was to think that the the sexual activity would bring safety. The sexual activity biologically is a function it's the what what the greatest reward is the yada the intimacy that grows with it the knowing and becoming known and that is the no secrets that is the in the god's design for sexual intimacy video and in in the workshop that we do in in this the four parts of the brain that decrease during orgasm you know the parts that keep you uh, focused on your fears and, and, um, planning and, and, um, oh my gosh, I've, I've lost all the four parts. Go look, go look it up. But those things, when they decrease at orgasm and you have the safety and you have, yada, you have presence and you have the highest reward that God designed. If you have fear in that relationship, you are on guard. And you're not going to become fully known. You're going to be worried about how I look, how I perform, what's going on around me. You're going to be so stimulated by those things that you cannot relax and be in the moment. And by God's design, that is what he has created for is for you to be safe in the moment. So where you can be present with your spouse and that his spirit will reside there too. Anyway, um, Totally went off track on that one. Back to you.
0: I liked how you, how you touched on that. And I remember in the last work, God's design for sex workshop, you did. I learned that when people live together and they're cohabitating and they're having sex, they're not yadawing each other because there's that fear there of that. You could don't have, yeah, you could leave. You don't have that covenant relationship. You don't have that commitment. That was like one of the biggest things that I learned from um your God's design for sex workshop. Um so yeah, I just kind of wanted to We have to a lot of people
1: that. in the Christian community that are cohabitating. We just have to get that one on the table. Yeah. And it's worthy to discover the wise. Again, rolling it all the way back. Either he's God or he's not. It And it, bottom line, it comes down to, is God able to satisfy me? And, and take it all that p- to the place of contentment where we started a couple conversations ago. I'm not sure when, but we, we'll get back to that one.
0: Um, Yes. Thank you for mentioning that and just kind of like saying that because that's why I wanted to kind of bring it up. Um, I also liked how you, I liked how you mentioned it. And a lot of people don't want to talk about this. But the whole fake it till you you make it, how people can fake stuff for a long time. And I think that, honestly, is what scares me about dating. Um, Even though I know, like, dating is something, dating your courtship, like, that's something that God has called me to do in the near future. But at the same time, it's like, how do you know if someone is being really genuine or if they're faking it? Because, honestly, really... I don't know, disturbing. Um
1: yeah, but patience will prove anxiety. that out. Mm. I I think I think patience um people don't like to use and won't usually in fact Christians you hear them all the time saying don't pray for patience. God forbid. <laughs> um it's in so say you're dating or say you're in courtship and and you know, in the the, the scriptures, um, though the visionaries wait for it, Habakkuk two three. Um, it's if you are dating somebody or you're courting someone, and if you are being obedient with who God is calling you to be and what He's wanting you to do, the pacifier being pulled the true nature of the person is going to show if they're if i'm in it for my, my selfishness if i'm in it for you making life better for me it's going to show in in ways you know it's just going to surface you 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 being you obedient to who god's calling you to be will surface and that other person, it would be our hope and our desire that they too are being obedient with who God's calling them to be. And I'm, like I said, head down and plowing in my same in my lane, doing my thing as so are, is he or she, whoever the construct is. And as we are doing that, the misapplied um, expectations are going to surface. And we're going to deal with them one by one as they come. And if there is a adjust in a right way to address that within God's parameters, then we do. And if it's not yet time, because we don't. And and the the whiny butt that happens because of that is going to be I'm going to be taking some notes. <laughs> you know, you're still whining about that thing. <laughs> We're, we're, you know, okay. Some character development, giving you some grace. Let's continue to walk. And, and you just observe that over time. And after a while, Lauren, if, if you see resistance to standing on truth, then, then some of that's going to be our, that's going to be our sign, you know? Okay. Maybe they're not there versus I've got to be willing, my obedience has to be sure their obedience has to be sure and those things will come up that misapplied expectation is going to come up and it has to be dealt with and, and, and no matter um but we have to apply the truth we got to seek him okay here's here's this un. oh lord you just exposed an unmet need of my heart Ugh. and you know it's impure the way i've been wanting it's not right the way i've been wanting to get that need met what do you want to do oh here's the truth now I got to start applying the truth that I know onto that that lie, or that thing, and 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 learn to walk in that, and and then as I see as they see that in me, and I see that in them, I have I have a running buddy, I've got somebody that I continue on the journey, and that gives me hope that it's going to continue along that line. If in the wait, you know, though the Visionaries wait for it. If in the wait, you just don't see the application, you gotta be willing to say that and see it.
0: Yeah, that's hard. It
1: is hard.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's really hard, Um, especially, I mean, I'm not dating right now, but especially, not just for me, but for anybody in the near future, if they do ever get to that point, And they realize, oh, we're kind of, like, not running alongside each other. And I do see some resistance and maybe even see some red flags. I have heard, just from different, like, Christian podcasts that I've listened to, I think this goes for men. It's not just women, too, that a lot of people bypass that. And they think, oh, I can change him. I can make him do this.
1: Yeah. Well, Scripture calls that not equally yoked. Mm. And and if I were to um, get the the messages from those spouses to you right now, um, they would have a lot of. They were saying they would have paid attention to the red flags. They would have. They were pushing through. They were in a hurry. Didn't want to let Prince Charming go. <laughs> he might be the only one he, right oh yes. my gosh That's there the he goes. yeah I can, I can jump on that horse if I run I can go <laughs> I mean I I was that woman um it's just wrong thinking our God is bigger than that his plans for you are better than that and there are there's a quote I want to give you and I I I think the guy's name is Vassar who said it um I don't know his first name, but it was way back in the beginning days. Could have been 1999 for all I know. He said, premarital sex pacifies a man from becoming noble. And I hung on to that thing. I went, I'm not 100% sure what noble means, but I'm going to go find out. (laughs) And come to find out noble was everything. Yeah, I want a noble guy. Noble guy. Guess what? I have been compromising the noble guys left and right so ladies gentlemen don't let yourself be compromised don't be compromising don't compromise a man from becoming noble we we could have conversations about ha- what's happening in our society with men right now we're just removing themselves from the sexual conversation um, from what I understand, I don't have all the stats down here, but only about 10% of the the jocks and the guys who are on the dating apps are, are having the sex with the women. And the other 90% of the guys are going, well, eh, mm. and so the females have a role in this too. stop compromising the guys from becoming noble. You truly want in your heart, a man whom you will follow. And, and you've got to figure out where he's going and is he going in the same direction and i pray that you're following jesus um i want to share with you a scripture that the lord gave me this morning and it's relevant to this if i can find it um yeah go ahead um and it was it's kind of hard it'll come back around to it but it's luke 14 26 and jesus is speaking he says if anyone comes to me And does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters. Yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And the word hate there is to love less. Okay, anyone comes to me and doesn't love less, his wife or husband, children, own life and all of that, than me. He's not worthy of being my disciple. The word disciple is learner and it's acceptance instruction and makes it his code of conduct so it's kind of puts a rubber meeting the road and my feet are my feet and my tongue going in the same direction you know i say i want god's highest and best for me i want i want the marriage i want you know it's not going to be perfect you know you are going to have hiccups even with godly marriages you're human It's, But the process of forgiveness, confession, repentance, obedience, and all of those things, um, and the covenantal bond and selflessness is where God rests. And if we go back to the conversations that we were having earlier about contentment, is that when we realize that God indeed does satisfy the deepest needs of my heart whether I am married or single and that I will look to him to give me the provisions that I need married or single because it does have to apply because I, I believe single people right now, a couple of things are happening, happening in this culture. And it's happened for a while and I'm a little bit derailing, but I'm sure I'll find the way back is, is, is that culture is telling us or we've told ourselves that singleness is flat and meaningless it's just it's just the season you're gonna have to tolerate and i beg your pardon i hope you enjoyed this
0: week's episode and it was encouraging to you if so please share this podcast and leave us a review If you're interested in joining an online group at Forgiven Much Ministries or attending a workshop, click on the link below in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram and let me know how this episode has impacted you. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's never too late to change. Have a great week.